Hello world, I'm really excited to be sitting down with Max Baggio and Kevin Noon from the WBC. They have a wealth of information and are doing big things. The WBC is having the upcoming games in Venice, Italy. I'm going to eat pizza, I'm going to eat spaghetti, and of course I'm going to see tons of Muay Thai. The WBC is doing a lot for the sport. They're going to have some high level seminars there at the games along with informational seminars about refereeing uh, and instructor seminars. I'm very excited. Make sure to stay tuned in for the entire interview. Kevin says some really interesting things about one championship, about the growth of the sport, and Max really weighs in on why we should be going to Venice and what we are getting out of it. Without further ado, the interview with Kevin and Max. Let's kick things off. Why are you guys having the games? What is the purpose and what is the goal? Lucas, first of all, thank you for having us on board your podcast today, as always. Um, before I start talking about the WBC and the games, I want to commend you publicly. I know I do it privately, but your work in growing the exposure for the sport in the motherland has been incredible. But you also saw in a, in a gap in the market internationally. Mm. And now it's 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 your, the fruit of your labor is coming through. You're being flown all over the world to rebellion, yeah. different places, America. Congratulations to you, Matt. Your hard work is paying off. Long may it last. Uh, I respect you very much for that. Thank you. Ah, why do the games? Yeah. It's 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 very simple. There was a gap in the market, and mm. I'm not looking. I'm not talking by from a business perspective, because mm. let's not kid ourselves. We're not doing this for the business. What we do with the WBC Muay Thai, we're doing this because we're aficionados of the sport. We've been in the sport a long time. I don't think there's anyone. I, maybe there's, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone in the organization. Ninety nine point nine percent of members of WBC. I would even be confident to say 100% are aficionados of the sport. They love the sport. They were either a fighter, a fan, a gym owner, a coach, a promoter. That's the key thing. So we saw a gap in the market. Uh, these adult fighters and young Nat Mui wanted a platform for success. They can't all fight at Lumpini. They can't all fight at Rajadamnan, Annoy, Rebellion, Muay Thai Grand Prix, Australia, etc., etc. So there was a gap in the market. And... We saw it last year. We went to the first event in Canada. It was it was a youth world games. Then we decided to kind of deviate a little bit to work with the tourism authority of Thailand and create a festival. So obviously we did the first festival in Hua Hin. It was a great success on eight weeks preparation. We've had a slightly longer, and I can see Mr. Max with a uh, smile there. Uh, so to give a platform for the fighters, Matt, to give a platform for the fighters, a pathway to success. And ultimately that gap in the market has led us to where we are now. Venice next week. 50 uh, countries, 50 countries will be in Venice next week. 444 fighters. It might even be a little bit more by the end of next. It's incredible when you think about it. Incredible. So Muay Thai in the heart of Europe for four days. Incredible work by everyone involved. And why Venice, Italy? What brought that about? Why not somewhere else in Europe or somewhere else around the world? Oh, man, this is a good, uh, good question. And uh, I can answer very well because I'm very close to Venice. And I think everyone knows Venice is one of the most popular cities in the world, one of the most uh, beautiful, long history, you know, more than 1,000 here. And uh, uh, 
it's not easy. It's not easy, of course, to work inside the city because, you know, it's in the middle of the sea and it's very old city. But for the people, it will be something unforgettable. It will be something to remember for their entire life. They will be in the middle of the old town near San Marcos Square. San Marcos Square is just 500 meters. 500 meters. The place is incredible. It's near to the Arsenale, you know, the Biennale place. So it's another very famous uh, place around the world. And uh, to get the people there, to, to, to get 50 countries, 50 countries uh, from Muay Thai is incredible to, to Italy and to Europe. And I think the people, as I told you before, they will enjoy a lot. They will be too much happy. They will give, they will give to us, of course, another uh, unforgettable experience uh, because, you know, as a promoter, uh, we want to work, uh, of course, we to, work, to make yeah. it perfect. But we want also to give to them uh, something to remember. And uh, I think Venice is ready. Is the city, you know, is just a, a city for holiday, for tourists. So the people will enjoy the city. We will, they will find everything they want to do. There is a lot of island around there. They can discover many incredible places. So I think for the inaugural, the first adult and youth uh, competition festival, I think it's a good start, a really good start. We can start in the best uh, in the best way. And as Kevin said before, Europe, Europe is growing incredible. We are doing number. I think there is no uh, no one can compare with us in Europe. WBC Muay Thai is incredible, strong about professional event. And also you will see about the participant uh, at the festival. And you know the level of fighter, of course, because France, England, there's a lot of countries that are the best country in the world. Awesome. Um, so going back to you, Kevin, you mentioned some of the accomplishments of the WBC already. The uh, festival in Canada, and the festival in Hua Hin, or rather the games in Canada and the festival in Hua Hin. Can you talk a little bit more about why the WBC is expanding and some of the accomplishments of the last year or so? Accomplishments of the last year, I, I would say three key factors. Uh, the female Nakamoyes. Let's be realistic. They have been an incredible part of Muay Thai's history and current growth but they have never got enough exposure. Uh, now, we're not doing this alone, and we're not taking the, the claim or the fame or anything here. We're just playing an important part of it. I think expanding our female rankings has helped a lot. Uh, creating more unique regional belts, uh, in, incorporating local culture. Mexican, if, if, you, if you see the WBC regional belts, for example, the Italian belt has the Coliseum in it. It's it, you're, you know you're correlating gladiators with Muay Thai fighters, the Mexican belt. I think, uh, and the third factor was we brought more positive, passionate, and driven people on board to the WBC Muay Thai. We've made it, and I think through that uh, inclusivity, not getting rid of the exclusive mindset, bringing more inclusivity into the organization, that's been the key accomplishment. So for me personally, that I have seen as part of the organization over the last twelve months. Awesome. Well, those are very, very good things, obviously, um, and something I've recognized as well. 
In terms of some of the logistics, Max, what can we expect from the tournament? I know there's going to be a lot of athletes over 400. Uh, what can we expect in terms of the tournament? What are some of the rules? And what do you think people will be getting out of it? Oh, the, the, the first goal, the first goal for them is friendship to enjoy, to enjoy the tournament, to, you know, to fight for a gold to fight for a goal. They want to fight for a goal. They want to back home with, you know, something to remember, something very important. And WBC, you know, the brand is incredible. So uh, we want we want to work as the best to give to them the, the, you know, the best scenario, the best possibility to fight uh, in the best way there. We know you know, uh, that there's a lot of fighters from around the world. Kevin said 50 countries is incredible. And uh, they start from Australia to Brazil. Incredible, incredible. And uh, uh, we need to work to to give to them the, the best experience. They will find it. They will find it for sure. It will be three days, three days, very, you know, powerful day about emotion, fights and everything. One day for opening ceremony seminar. I want to say something about the number, about the number that are very important. We have more than 1,000 registration, mm -hmm. competition, seminar, activity, official. It's incredible. It's incredible number. So we have a lot of uh, responsibility about this. Uh, me and Kevin, we are doing an amazing work and uh, very proud to do it. Uh, and very proud to give to uh, the fight uh, the best. And I think they, their expectations are very high, and we will try to do uh, the best in you know, the best way. Yeah, I believe it. And then in terms of the nuts and bolts, can you talk about some of the rules and regulations? Because I know there's uh, different classes, correct? And different, uh, like there's the elite males, there's... Uh, novice, correct, or what are some of the rules and re regulations in regard to that? Yes, yes. The competition is open to uh, youth, so under 12, 14, 16, 18, and adults. Adults, there is the, the B class and elite. Elite, you know, is the best fighter. And believe me, in WBC, Muay Thai, you can find the best fighter, of course. So uh, the, the level will be very high. The presence of the fighter, as you know, is very incredible. We have some categories with 20-plus fighter, 20-plus fighter, you know. It's incredible. And for them, they are too much exciting about this. Some representative contacted me before. They said, wow, Max, oh, we are so proud to come. And we are so proud to see the, the brackets and the, the fighter list with 20-plus fighter in one category. It's it's real. This makes reals for the fighter. And the rules, of course, will take care about the fighter in the best way because, you know, adults, anyway, is a tournament. So we have to care about them in the best way. And about youth, of course, there are some restrictions about the rules because we need to protect them. They are coming first of all for enjoy the tournament. To be there must be happy and uh, uh, they will do the best competition. But our work, main work, is to protect, protect them. So we have a big team about the official. Neshken Wala, uh, Mr. Reza from Iran, they are in charge. They are doing the seminar and they are supporting them during the work. So the official is the international team. Another good point is 
not Italian judge or referee, but international official. This makes sense, it's totally different because we need to be, you know, to protect their work and their activity, they fight. So I, I, I think about the rules is uh, in our international rules, of course, and everything is under control. Great. And then I know you are also putting on a WBC judges and then uh, instructor courses. Can you talk about that and why it's important? Yeah, it's very important because they, we need to teach them. They have to learn. It's, you know, it's a non-stop activity for all life. So we need to push them every year to get more experience. The possibility like this for many officials around the world to be there and work there and get more experience. They will be back in no country. They can work properly and they can work in the best way. And of course, uh, WBC, but we are doing this, have to take care about, you know, how teach them. So we need to get the best referee around the world for the professional, of course, mostly Thailand and for, you know, adults and youth we have very top uh, officials in Europe and support them. After the seminar, they will be on uh, June 22nd. After the seminar, all officials will be ready, you know, to start to work and uh, do in the best way. And Richard Smith will do a incredible seminar for trainers. That is another good point because, you know, it's very important for the trainer too, to train and to learn from the best trainer around the world, Richard Smith is one of them for sure. And uh, he will support them, he will teach them, and uh, he will give all information they need. And another good point, another very important point, is everything free. Mm. Is everything free. Mm. So, trainer, the fighter will train with best champions, you know, Lyndon Knowles, Damian, Alamos. They will train for free. They will mm. get the seminar for free. The official, the free, and for the trainer, it will be for free. Mm -hmm. This is the way how WBC want to work, we want to support, we want to help the people to grow, to learn, and how we want to teach is the best because we have to grow in together. Yeah, that's great. I'm super excited for that. Obviously, a lot of athletes and judges and coaches will be as well because it's continual learning from very high-level officials Obviously, Kevin, you've been in the sport for a long time. How do you think it's grown in the last year? And how do you think WBC has been a part of that? Oh, it can be that could be a volatile question because, <laughs> well, I'm more than ready to answer it. Simple as this I think you go back further than 12 months. I think you go back to the coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. I lived in Thailand during that period. And if we were all trapped in a cycle of unknown, uh, and we didn't know when it was ending. So people were bored of being on their mobile phones, cell phones. Too, mm -hmm. They had too much exposure to them. So when we got freedom at the end of the coronavirus pandemic, there's map with the air con. You must be nice and warm in Thailand. It's cold here in Ireland. <laughs> the point is, people were fed up. People wanted to get back active. So the young, even the young generation, you could see it in Thailand. They wanted to get... So then the gyms, surprisingly enough, and the gyms will tell you this in Thailand. I'm, I'm talking about the, the elite fight gyms. They saw an influx. 
So the, the three to four main promoters in Thailand have a scouting system, north, east, south and west. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a huge business, the scouting system. It's like professional football, the Premier League or whatever tournament. They have, they have scouts who make a living scouting fighters for the big gyms to feed them, to, to work with the, uh, to feed the, the fighters to the system. Um, and there was a huge uptrend after the coronavirus of young fighters, athletes, whatever you want to call them, going to Bangkok to the bigger gyms. So there was more, you, now you have supply. Mm-hmm. And then the demand came because then all the promoters started to return, get their finance back in place. Yes, they lost a lot of uh, offline sponsors, but they gained huge online sponsors, the three big promoters in Thailand. I won't go into that. That's not for me to talk about. Then, of course, you had one championship. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their opinion on one championship. But at the end of the day, one championship is giving opportunities. They're giving employment and they're bringing more visibility on the sport. The WBC, that's our official line on that. We support one championship. Whether or not you as an individual or I, our organization supports them. One championship have been very supportive. You look at one championship, for example. How many WBC champions are now one championship fighters? Literally every week you hear the comment, WBC champion. Yeah. We're, we're happy to are part of that. We don't own Muay Thai. Muay Thai is a people's sport. No one owns it. Zero mm. individual. So there's the growth over the last 12 months, how we've played our part. Um, the partnership with the T- TAT has been very important. Not, not, not from a financial perspective, just from a visibility perspective. Because the Tourism Authority of Thailand control all inward tourism into the country. And they have a huge global network. And in recent years, they have noticed how important combat sports is to Thailand and the inward tourism. Thanks in kind to the WBC, because we were the ones that, uh, <laughs> that told them and exposed them to this. For example, the WBC was the, was the one who came up with the idea for the world record-breaking white crew. That was the WBC who did that. Uh, of course... Um, it was the accomplishment of everyone in Muay Thai, but the idea came from our partnership with the TAT. No individual, it was, it was a partnership. Um, I think the consistency also, why the WBC has been, the consistency in our social media, the, the exposure, the visibility that we can give the fighters to our social media, that the, the, the um, people call it a gimmick, I call it, I call it intelligence. For example, Muay Thai around the world, those clips we give the fighters, incredible exposure. Uh, Muay Thai in the motherland, these social media partnerships we do. And of course, just the growth in general of what I mentioned earlier, bringing people on board, more exposure, more unique belts. And um, we're happy to play our part. Proud of it. Yeah. And you've played a big part in growing the athletes and growing the coaches, growing a lot in the world of Muay Thai. What do you think will happen next for some of the athletes that come out of this tournament and for the WBC in you know this coming year? Well, Matt, it's, I think it's very, uh, especially you being from America, as you know, it's a huge market for Muay Thai. But you know, and I both know, most, and I, I'm not speaking for every American fighter here, I can't because I don't know them all individually. Most American fighters are professionals in the sense that they don't because of the industry over there it's not geared towards professional muay thai of course there are professional muay thai uh promotion but the majority are amateurs so they don't want to uh get their elbows their their nose smashed up like nobody wants their nose smashed up you don't you get my point so i think this tournament gives these athletes an opportunity to shine 
with the mindset they're protected, they're wearing elbow pads, they can fight for a coveted WBC medal, and then they can see, oh, wow, WBC also now has WBC amateur Muay Thai. We can fight for green belts, unique green belts with a white plate. We've differentiated the market in the sense of we've created these beautiful new amateur belts. And it's not, again, none of this comes down to finance. <laughs> none of this comes, it's not a business. This is an opportunity to give a platform for success for aspiring fighters, young Matt Moy. Um, I think it's endless. I think, Matt, you and I both know we've had these discussions for years and years. It's endless, the amount of opportunities. It's just about the individual and the organization's willingness to work, to put in the work, to put in the, the long hours, to make the connections with people. For example, if John in Australia sends Kevin Noon a message, Kevin, hey, sorry, we don't know each other. I'm looking for this opportunity. You think you can help me? All you want is people to be kind and courteous. And if they do that to you, people like you, me, and Max, people who have connections, we will help them. Mm. But if they're rude and arrogant, you're not going to be endeared to help someone. Or if they start claiming they own the sport, you're not going to help them. Simple. Yeah, it sounds like uh, some big things going on. Obviously, the expansion of the amateur program is going to be very good. Uh, especially for developing countries like America. Uh, and these uh, amateur tournaments are not easy. You know, you're fighting several times over a couple of days. It's a grueling process, as both of you know. Just wrapping things up, is there anything else that you wanted to cover that we didn't get a chance to cover, Max or Kevin? I'll let you go first, Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the first thing, as I told you before, I'm very proud about everything. We are doing WBC Muay Thai. It's not about now Venice or amateur or youth or different kind of situation. It's the way how it works. It's the way, the way how we work. And Kevin said this, the best thing is that is we are very open. We want to grow. The people want to grow, want to have the Muay Thai to, to grow, want to go in another step, I think a professional step, real professional step at work, and they are, they, they are welcome to work with us, to develop everything with us. Because we are open for the Muay Thai community. We want to help the Muay Thai to grow. We are doing everything because we want the Muay Thai go in the best way possible around the world and open the door to all the people that want to work with us, join and do the best competition possible. So, you know, Venice is, uh, I think, the first world festival. And this is the key. This is the way and the message that we want to give to all people. Welcome. Awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, Kevin, was there anything you want to say closing yeah, up? The only, the only thing I want to say is thank you to the fighters and athletes from 50 countries the friends, families, parents, guardians, brothers, sisters, cats and dogs, everyone who has helped get these fighters on planes in the coming days, wishing everyone a safe journey. Uh, we have a responsibility when they get to Venice to make sure they have a great festival. They have a, it's a great opportunity for networking, for meeting people like Matt Lucas, people like Max Baggio, maybe not so much Kevin Noon, but <laughs> meeting people from all around the world, like-minded people who love want to help grow the sport and culture of Muay Thai from Thailand to the world, back to Thailand. All I want to say is thank you, everyone who's going to be in Venice. 
and uh, WBC will do our best to make sure everyone has a fantastic festival. Well, thank you guys so much for your time and this opportunity. I am personally very excited for the tournament and looking forward to come to Italy. I'm sure it's going to be unforgettable experiences with a great tournament. So thank you so much, guys, and uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Uh,